Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. This edition of the podcast features highlights of conversations at the Fall 2021 Christian Product Expo at the St. Charles Convention Center outside of St. Louis. In fact, you'll be hearing from the MCs of the Fall CPE event, the Skit Guys, Eddie James and Tommy Woodard. They have known each other for years and shared some key insights about elements of long-lasting Christian friendships in our conversation. Their observations are straight ahead. Also, it's Linda Shepard of Right to the Heart Ministries and the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association, which presented its Golden Scroll Awards in conjunction with the CPE show. She stopped by and discussed how to pray regarding a wide variety of emotions according to God's Word. Her comments are coming up. And on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, at Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Fall 2021 CPE Show in St. Louis, Janelle Reardon, who is a board-certified life coach by the American Association of Christian Counselors, discussed some components that contribute to stronger spiritual and emotional wholeness in the Lord. Finally, she is someone who has gained a reputation as a prayer warrior and has led prayer efforts in a variety of settings. Elaine Helms, also known as the Prayer Lady, in a CPE conversation offered insight and encouragement in developing a dynamic prayer life. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House, and I'm Bob Crittenden. At Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Fall 2021 Christian Product Expo at the St. Charles Convention Center in St. Charles, Missouri, outside of St. Louis, the skit guys, Eddie James and Tommy Woodard, who served as MCs for the event, shared about their background, as well as some of the material they cover in their book, Smells Like Bacon, The Skit Guy's Guide to Lifelong Friendships. Here now is some material from that conversation with the Skit Guys. We have a genuine friendship, and so what happens is we get on stage, and really, people just want to be a part of our friendship. And I don't blame them, because it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We learned, Bob, about when we started doing in 1997, when we started going out as, we needed a name, right? You need a name so people, you know. But really, back in the day, when people were doing conferences, it was three things. It was speaker, band, music, and some entertainment. And so it really was, as we kept picturing around a table, they're going, hey, who are we gonna get to speak? Oh, we can get so-and-so to speak. Who, what band are we gonna get? Oh, we can get so-and-so. Okay, now, what, what about skits? Because skits in the 90s and early 2000s, were, there was a lot of people out there, so it was like, we, we need some skit guys. Oh, well, isn't there a group called the Skit Guys? The Boom. Skit Guys. Yeah. Yeah. So we just landed landed it that way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you said the 90s and the early 2000s, skits were, were a thing. Mm-hmm. So were skits, I mean, obviously you guys are continuing to do skits. Sure. Uh, are, skit, are you making skits oh, yeah. a, a, a oh, yeah. thing? So yeah. Yeah. it's just can, less people are doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's can, we continue to do live shows. Uh, you know, we probably do about 50 live shows a year and then... On top of that, the short films we make for churches and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and also there is the Skit Guys multimedia uh, thrust here. You've got a book, and I'm going to, to read it here off the screen. It's called Smells Like Bacon, the Skit Guys Guide to Lifelong Friendships. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, the, the cliche comes to mind. Everything goes better with bacon. Yes. It sure does. That's, yes. that's what, I mean, that's, sure a, that's a great motto for life. It sure is, Bob. So what's the, what's the bacon connection? 
here. Uh, there was a time when uh, Eddie moved in and was living with my wife and I, and he was on the Adkins diet, and this guy would eat bacon for every meal. You just can't do that, but I did it. <laughs> he did it. Yeah. And Why not? The, the, <laughs> the parsonage that we lived in smelled like bacon constantly. And your wife, I think, one day came in and she really looked at you with just pleading eyes, just trying to understand the, the, all the questions. Why does our house smell like bacon? Yeah. And uh, with friendship. A, well, yeah. With a 30-year friendship, uh, with our wives included in this, uh, that's that's what we've been able to do is to, uh, even though it's a funny name, uh, it smells like bacon, there's serious bacon bits in there as far as what we've learned along the way, as far as these are essential nuggets of friendship, essential bits that if you, if you, if you, bacon bits, bacon okay, bits, that's it's there. It. Bacon if bits. You, if you looked at any of these bits, these little bacon bits of friendship, I guarantee it, they could, they could change a relationship for you. Yeah. Yeah. So 30 year friendship. Yep. And this is a book that actually is centered around these friendships. You actually, as I understand it, you have different elements of what has contributed to your friendship over the years. Oh, so yeah. Tommy, tell me just a bit about oh my goodness. Uh, about some of these how-tos here. Well, what I love it, we, we actually just recorded the audio version last week, so it's fresh on my mind. But as we went through it, I realized, you know, this friendship that we have, there are, there are 30 years of going, oh, okay, you know what, there's things like this, onus on me. Like it's taking responsibility for things in friendship, you know, being able to apologize and say, I'm sorry. Um, we have a chapter in there about going through the tunnel of chaos, that if you're going to have a real friendship, you're really going to have to go through some, some times where it's chaotic and you're dealing with issues, but it's okay because the tunnel of chaos leads to the tunnel of love. It'll be okay, but you've got to go through it. And there's way too many people who have surface level friends because they won't do the hard work that goes with it. Amen. I didn't know if you had anything no, to add. A, that was just two two ideas that are amen. in there. Amen. I think yep. it's I think it's interesting, Bob, that nobody really like an apology is hard today. Sure. So you sure. know when he says onus on me, people don't like to take onus. Even believers, we you know we talk about all about forgiveness and what that looks like, it's, but it's very hard for someone to go, I did that and I apologize mm. for this. Well, Eddie, it's it's easier to point the finger at somebody else and say, no, it's your fault. Exactly. And right. Nothing nothing is is my fault, right. it's all your fault. Yep. And so you get in this guilt and shame thing and it's it's really, you know, it's I guess it's a default position that we don't want to take responsibility, and just at least as these we, days. Yeah. Uh, yes, and just as we are staying in front of two microphones, we've really constructed a world that stands in front of a microphone and we could put anything out there on social media and it really even contributes to this is your fault you did this instead of really taking onus on things we've kind of built this culture that nothing's really our fault we're just observers but if mm. we want to have deep relationships there is an onus and that's the forgiveness and that's where the healing and the deepness really comes in a friendship yeah tommy woodard and eddie james the skit guys at Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Fall 2021 CPE Show near St. Louis. You can find them online at skitguys.com. Next up on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's the CEO of Right to the Heart Ministries, of which the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association is an extension, Linda Evans Shepherd. Visited Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central to discuss the Golden Scroll Awards presented by AWSA or AWSA. She also discussed her book, Praying Through Every Emotion, Experiencing God's Peace No Matter What. Hear now from that conversation specifically about emotions 
is Linda Evans Shepherd. I'm probably like the poster child for the woman who should be the most frazzled woman in the world. <laughs> uh, I, I've gone through a lot. I've had my emotions have gone through the ringer, starting with my daughter when she was 18 months old, being thrown out of a car during a violent car crash, and then spending a year in coma, having the doctors tell us that she would never wake up, and then having her finally wake up when we put her newborn baby brother in her arms mm. for the first time, and then having a life of... Uh, severe dis, uh, disability, but yet extreme peace and joy, and then losing her five years ago. So I've had a lot of emotions in my life, but what I've learned, Bob, is that you can invite the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Holy Spirit into these emotions, and you can give him the burden and the pain of the things that you're going through. That's how I survived and even thrived starting AWSA, the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association, uh, during these years of turmoil. Mm. And we, we talk about emotions and mm -hmm. we recognize that God wants to bring every area under the control, under the surrender of the Holy Spirit. Now, if we place too much emphasis on our emotions without the proper focus on God, well, things can kind of get out of balance, if you will, or out of God's intended order for us. So how do you see that we can bring our emotions in check, if you will, not to totally, obviously God doesn't want us to, to just bury our emotions or deny our emotions. He has created us as emotional beings, but he does desire for our emotions to be brought under the Lordship of Christ. So how do we do that? Well, there's a number one way that I would recommend is to shift your focus from your problems, from your heartache to Jesus. Hmm. Because when you can quit staring at the turmoil of your life and look into the loving face of the Savior and say to him, I'm going to trust you no matter what. That's when you are going to start to experience the peace that passes understanding. And it's really something you can practice. It's something you can do no matter what you're going through. And I've been through extreme things, and I can tell you that God's peace can be there no matter what. Mm. And when we talk about God's peace, I know anxiety is an emotion that a number of people have experienced over the past couple of years. There have been a number of books that have been written about it. I'm sure that there are a number of sermons that have been preached about anxiety. I've had a number of guests on my program talking about anxiety. Mm -hmm. That is an emotion that we know that Jesus warns against. So as we, we think about emotions, that I guess you could describe them as bad emotions, such as anxiety or fear or worry. Of course, all of these are, are kind of, they're kind of relatives of one another in the, in the families of emotions in our hearts. But when you think about anxiety, worry, how do we, how do we pray in those areas? Well, I'm glad you asked that. In fact, I'm going to share with you a prayer that I wrote called Anxious. Mm. And 
in this particular prayer, what I did and what I did in every prayer, there's over 70 prayers in this book, Praying Through Every Emotion. What I did is a Bible study on every emotion. And I was shocked to find how much of the word talks about our emotions. And so what I did then is I found the scriptures. And for example, we'll take a look at one scripture sure. that I found. First uh, Peter 5, 7 says, turn all your anxieties over to God because he cares for you. And that's one I found. I found more. And then I took the scripture that I found and I paraphrased it back into a prayer. So now people, when you turn to, it's all in alphabetical order, you turn to, to the anxious prayer. Now you can pray scripture back to God. So number one, you're praying in God's will because it's the word. Mm -hmm. Number two, you're praying in the spirit because the word has the power of the spirit in it. And number three, you're going to feel a transformation. You're going to feel a release as you pray. That was Linda Evans Shepherd here on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. You can find her online at gottopray.com. The website for the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association is awsa.com. This is the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House, and you can learn more through meetinghouseonline.info or by going to the programming section at faithradio.org. You'll find a link to the Media Center. That's the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on the podcast. There are links to the podcast through the homepage to the Media Center as well as to the iTunes or Apple Podcast feed. You can learn more through the Meeting House homepage. Also, there are links to two blogs. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community, and the other is The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Plus, there's a link to video content. Again, the website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Content from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Search for Faith Radio Podcast at Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or TuneIn. You can find out more through the Meeting House homepage. Well, moving on now with the Intersection Podcast, it's more from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Fall 2021 Christian Product Expo near St. Louis. The author of the book, Stronger Every Day, Nine Tools for an Emotionally Healthy You, Janelle Reardon, who is a board-certified life coach by the American Association of Christian Counselors, discussed nine factors leading to spiritual and emotional wholeness. Here now is some material from that conversation. This is Janelle Reardon now. We know in COVID that many, many, many people in and out of the faith life went to extremes. They numbed, they went to alcohol, they mm -hmm. went to, oh, yeah. you know, yep. so many extremes because they couldn't manage, they couldn't moderate these heightened emotions that they were feeling. And so that's, that's what I have sensed and that is why I'm so happy that I absolutely have a resource in, in my book, Stronger Every Day, to offer people really practical, highly practical ways to manage that strong emotion, that mm. strong fear, right? Mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. we need to be able to do that within ourselves. 
Janelle Reardon joining us today here on The Meeting House on Faith Radio, the author of the book Stronger Every Day, Nine Tools for an Emotionally Healthy You. It's the 2021 fall show of the Christian Product Expo in St. Louis. So I'm a list person. I like lists. I think that can be very helpful as we walk down various steps. And I guess it would be a convenient thing for me to say, okay, Janelle, I'm going to sit back and you give us the nine. (laughs) (laughs) They're not memorized either. So I have a book right here. (laughs) But I'm going to do that. (laughs) Okay. I love lists. I'm good. I I typically like to to maybe select some different tools and and kind of give our listeners some encouragement and some depth Mm -hmm. with respect to some of the the different elements here that, uh, you know, if you've got a, you know, a book that's got nine tools or seven, seven things to do or the, you know, the, the top three points or whatever. So from your standpoint, as, as I mentioned, you are a board certified Mm -hmm. life coach. So Mm -hmm. you help to encourage people along their way. So when we look Mm -hmm. at these, these biblically centered tools. Yes. Tell me just a bit about how you began to develop these mm. and encourage people to apply them. Well, I appreciate that you want me to give you the list because I believe <laughs> no tool is more important than the others. I think they do work as a synergistic, okay. uh, integrative uh, set. And so I came about them, Bob, through my own life, of course, through my own desperate need to understand my family of origin, came from an alcoholic home, uh, definitely some childhood trauma. And so as I learned these tools myself and the aha went off and God taught me about how I could possess and practice these tools, I started listening to my clients and noticing thematic needs, thematic desires. You know, back to John 5, when Christ looked at the man at the pool of Bethesda, do you want to be whole? Mm. You know, and then he asked blind Bartimaeus, what do you need from me? What do you want from me? And I started noticing. So I'll, would you like me to to read the, absolutely. Sure. I started noticing and I'll start with tool one, meaningfulness, the pursuit of meaningfulness, which is eudaimonia in the Greek. So we know hedonia, we know John Piper has taught so much on that, but eudaimonia is really about finding a meaningful life, a purposeful life where you are waking up every day and going, I know that I'm alive for this reason. My presence matters. Mm -hmm. And I am going to make an effect in my circle today, whether it's keeping a clean home or charging, you know, um, being in charge of the nation. It's an, there's an equal place here where we all need to find our pursuit of meaning. And then I moved into secure attachment, tool two, which is really the most foundational. You can read all about it in the book, but here's the takeaway. Everyone is born into this world with an inherent, an inherent um, birthright to feel seen and heard and loved know they belong, know they're cared for. And when you are given that as a child, primarily from your mother, it's lots of research about the power of our moms. Then you move through life from this strong, secure foundation. Janelle Reardon here on The Intersection. You can find her online by going to the website, Janelle Reardon, that is J-A-N-E-L-L-R-A-R-D-O-N, Janelle Reardon.com. 
Well, next on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's Elaine Helms of Church Prayer Ministries. She's known for her involvement in prayer movements and organizations. She stopped by Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Fall 2021 CPE Show in St. Charles, Missouri, and shared relevant insight and principles regarding prayer. In our conversation, she discussed her book, Prayer Without Limits, Expanding Your Relationship with God. From that conversation, here now is Elaine Helms. Before I was teaching it, I was meditating on what that verse means. God is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond anything we can ask or imagine. And that sounds so wonderful and so glorious. And, and yet you look at the prayer movement and the amount of prayers, and yet we see our culture. And so I was just asking the Lord, how... Why is it that you're able to do so much, and yet our country is just really not reflecting mm-hmm. the prayers of your people? And that, that phrase, according to the power that works within you, he's able to do all that according to the power. We can quench the spirit. I mean, he says, do not quench the Spirit, so we know we can quench the Spirit. And so I just really began to ask him, what, how are we quenching the Spirit? And then I, he had me teaching on what are the obstacles, the hindrances that we bring to the prayer closet or to the prayer group. And a lot of those are just so, you know, ordinary. They're general. It's like a general sin to all. Uh, prayerlessness, of course, is the biggest obstacle. But uh, unforgiveness mm. is an example. Yeah. And it, the devil loves to throw division between his uh, God's people to try to stir up. And, you know, when we allow the devil an opportunity, he jumps right in. Uh, we may sometimes think about an opportunity, but the devil jumps on one to get right in and cause division in God's people. And we keep falling into the same trap. And so when there's strife, God is not able to hear our prayers and answer the way he would like. He wants us to pray big and bold prayers. I mean, that's why he sets his people praying, because he wants to do big and bold things. Of course, he could do anything he wants to. He's not limited, but he loves using his people to pray. Hmm. I mean, that's why he gave us this privilege. So if you look in the pages of the scripture, and I know that when you, when you read God's word, you see an expression of God's presence and God's power. Yeah. And there are things that come into our individual lives that we carry around that inhibit the effectiveness of our prayers. Yeah. There, are, there are unconfessed, unforgiven sins right. that are there. The Bible offers an antidote to that. We have to come to Christ, confess our sins, knowing he's faithful and just. Mm-hmm. We have to walk in a manner that's pleasing to him. We ha- and we have to recognize that if there are things in our hearts that are weighing us down, right. those have to be dealt, dealt with. with. Yeah. And then, you know, in the corporate sense, like you say, the enemy is is working on the church to divide us. And we have right. to recognize that. We realize that we are in a spiritual battle. Ephesians chapter 6 is very plain mm-hmm. about that. So we have to be discerning. We have to really be able to see when the enemy is at work bringing division. Yeah. So when we see these inhibitions, 
obviously we have to identify them first of all in our individual lives as well as our corporate lives. Mm -hmm. Once we recognize by the Spirit of God the inhibitions, how do we practically take steps to get them out of the way so that we can see the power manifesting? Well, it's one thing to uh, agree with God of what is wrong, but we don't want to just agree and keep going. We've got to repent turn away from our wicked ways, as he says in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, that uh, very famous verse that many know, um, if my people who are called by my name will, will pray and seek my face, not seeking him for what he can give us, but seeking God for who he is. And that would cause us in his holiness, it would cause us to turn from our wicked ways. And so that's the, the order. When we turn, repentance is like turning to go another way and to go toward God rather than away from God. And when we do that, he does hear our prayers. But he, even Jesus, when he first began to preach, when he began his ministry on earth, said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And he is so wanting to He's looking to and fro to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is fully his. And I think, Bob, that's the, the emphasis mm. is that we not have try to have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. He wants all. Elaine Helms here on this edition of The Intersection. You can find her online at churchprayerministries.org. Well, we are entering the closing moments of this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast, which is a weekly production of The Meeting House. Learn more at meetinghouseonline.info or by going to the programming section at faithradio.org. You'll find a link to the Media Center. That's where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection Podcast. There are links to the podcast from the homepage. Also, there are links to two blogs. One is The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House program. The other is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. You can also follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Plus, there's a link for video content. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.